Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. All right. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in and welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. Uh, my name is Freddie Bandola Jr., or you can just call me June if you want. And for those of you just joining in on my topic, I talk about technology and cyber awareness. With technology evolving every minute comes new opportunities and new threats. Because of this, I want to, re- I want to uh, raise cyber awareness, meaning I want to reach out to people to help prevent you from being a victim of cyber threats, such as malware attacks, or getting hacked to the point where you are not only harming your computer, but harming your your privacy or any information getting leaked or sold for the wrong intention. That being said, it's an honor to be part of the New Heights Educational Group. This is an amazing organization, so be sure to visit our website at newheightseducation.org for more info. So, um, same as last time, I'm going to cut my episode into two 12 to 15 minute parts due to the basic Spreaker account restrictions. So I'll be taking a short break and then I'll be picking up where we left off. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Just in case some of you are wondering if you have to be a computer expert to listen to my show, absolutely not. Matter of fact, I encourage you to listen in so that you can have a safe experience on your devices or networks. If you remember, if you do remember my last episode, I threw in some movie references just to get an idea of how these malwares operate. Like you can think of Spyware as an uh, undercover cop story, or Botnet as a comic book villain who brainwashes people to do their dirty work. So don't worry about it. References to uh, pop culture has always worked for me when I was going through school, so I'll be going the same the same route for these episodes. So. Um, if you listen to my last episode, um, I left off with the question, are all hackers criminals? Now, before I give the final answer to that question, let me define what a hacker is. So 
Techopedia defines a hacker as someone who utilizes alternative system access methods to sabotage computer systems and networks. All right, kind of going off on a bad start, right? Now listen to this. Techopedia also defines a hacker as their actions being differentiated as illegal and unacceptable or legal and acceptable. Now, have I read question mark? Have I, did I raise any question marks yet? All right, good because today's topic is about hackers. So um, hackers have been around for a long time, and the first recorded use of the word hacking dates back to 1955. So at this time, a tech model railroad club at Massachusetts Institute of Technology State used the word hacking when a man by the name of Mr. Eccles, it's spelled as E-C-C-L-E, so please uh, correct me on that. Um, requested that, in quotes, anyone working or hacking on the electrical system should turn the power off to avoid fuse blowing. So what did he mean by that? Was hacking always meant to do bad? Absolutely not. Because hacking back in the, back in the, the 50s and 60s was used as a discovery method to find out how technology worked. Now let's backtrack two years after Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone in 1878. So an article in a medium corporation stated that uh, teenage boys who were hired to operate switchboards were kicked off the system in New York. These teenagers wanted to know how the system worked instead of connecting callers to another caller. So now fast forwarding to today where technology is everywhere. Hacking has turned into something of a negative thing to the mainstream. Companies get hacked through the use of malware causing billions of dollars in damages and the public showing concern for their privacy and just having this fear of what kind of damages technology could do in the future. On the positive note, the uh, hacking community, yeah, there's actually a hacking community. They band together to enhance uh, device capabilities, uh, creating opportunities in the business uh, taking part in hacking competitions in a hackathon, or even get a start in IT by earning yourself a, you know, high-paid job as an ethical hacker. All right. So I personally like to hack. And that's true. Does that make me a bad person? Well, this is what I do when I decide to hack. I get an old Android phone and I install a type of Linux operating system by exploiting the phone's loopholes to make it possible. I also get my sister's co-worker's uh, Amazon Fire Stick and I install a new media center app that you can't get on Amazon's app store. Is this illegal? Uh, absolutely not. There's a fine line that I believe hackers should not cross which is to hack to harm persons or organizations. Like any other profession, you can have an ethical and righteous worker and a downright corrupt professional. Being a hacker is a great example of this because there have been several companies or even government properties that have been compromised due to either exposing government activity. I remember there was an article that I read back in Cal State and a huge thank you to Professor Conrad Shayo for helping me uh, pull up this uh, uh, old group uh, assignment. He's one of the, prefer uh, the professors in information sciences back at uh, CSU San Bernardino. This topic, it was about a hacker who goes by the name of Edward Snowden, who hacked and exposed the NSA's activities about their spying program, PRISM. Now, 
Edward Snowden is known as either an American traitor or a hero who exposed violations of the Constitution. So, who exactly is this guy? He's a former government contractor who basically played a spy versus spy with the NSA. Why did he do it? He felt that the NSA's spying program was illegal and immoral, and that his sole motive is to inform the public as to that which is done in their name and that which is done against them. So, on the NSA's uh, side, however, they felt they needed to start up prison to prevent another terror attack by accessing emails, uh, documents, or other sensitive data through Facebook, uh, Google, Microsoft, or Yahoo. Now, these two sides and whatever side you stand on could go either way, but this is a great example of who this hacker is. You can either consider Snowden as a total black hat, gray hat, or a white hat. All right, Freddy, you've been throwing these colored hats around since your last episode. What in the world are you talking about? Now, as funny as it sounds, the collared hats actually define what kind of hacker that person is. So, what is a white hat? In short, they're the Avengers of the Justice League in the hacking world. So, what makes them good? Well, white hats are security researchers or hackers who find loopholes or vulnerabilities in a piece of software and they find ways to fix it so it would not be exploited. In this day and age of uh, technology being everywhere, white hats are definitely needed. Almost every device that is run on a network have that potential of getting hacked for malicious purposes, and with the help of a white hat, we can continue to have devices that we can use with no worries. So, anybody who is going into computer science or an IT degree, cybersecurity is an awesome career to get into, and man, does it pay well. And uh, what is a gray hat? Alright, this is a kind of interesting one as uh, gray hats fall under the good slash bad category. So if there's any comic book fans, I'd say this is the Punisher version of the hacking world. Now if you're, from, now if you're not familiar with the famous comic book character, uh, the Punisher is known to be a good guy with questionable methods to fight crime. He's not like Spider-Man where he web webs up criminals and hands them over to, over to the cops. So the Punisher pretty much kills criminals with the idea that if they're down, they're down for good. So gray hats are kind of in that same manner. They may violate ethical hacking centers by looking for loopholes and leak information to the public with good but questionable intention. So what they really do is they hack to find vulnerabilities of their own hacking. All right, um, I'm going to cut it off right here. So I'll get back to you real soon after my after a quick break. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. All right, thanks for tuning back in. So back to my topic. We just went over the what a hacker is, what the history is, and what is a white hat and a gray hat. So now let's go over what a black hat is. Now, black hats are what you would call the 
pretty much Marvel's Hydra or the Legion of Doom from DC, DC Comics. They're the bad guys. So black hats are criminals who break into computer networks with a malicious intent. They are responsible for holding computers hostage via malware, stealing passwords, credit card numbers, and other personal information that may be sensitive. And uh, the source of these, where I got this, was uh, Norton. It was Norton.com. So now that we know about these types of hackers, we now know that all hackers aren't all that bad. Matter of fact, they are pretty beneficial to the world of technology. However, there is a line that hackers should never cross, ever. Like said before, it is if you hack to harm others, if, you know, before, like, let's say, okay, if you yourself are a hacker, we get it. It's really fun to do. It is rewarding. You learn how to push certain capabilities of your device that you could not do. Or you do it as a prank to pull on your buddy's social media account. Now, just like everything in life, there is a time and place, and there is that idea of what is right and wrong. Just think of it this way. So, you're in a public area, like a store doing groceries, and a parent comes across a stuffed animal that they would love to buy for their child. You see their wallet on the ground. What we do? Now, if there's anything that I've learned in IT, like going through school or meeting people in the IT field, someone once told me that if you're an IT, you should have three of the following expected qualities. You should have trust, you should have honesty, and passion. And that has been embedded into my head ever since I got into this career. As someone who has chosen to be in the field of technology, who loves computers and loves to hack, I have to remember that whatever I do on the technical side of things may benefit me and may impact others. Should it ever harm others? I mean, yeah, I did it out of passion. You know, I, I do some coding. I, I play around with the codes and everything, and I love doing that. But trust and honesty would be out of the equation. You have to have all three and not two missing. And that could go for any career that you could go into, to, to tell you the truth. So where I'm going with the thought of having that wallet on the ground is that the it's, you know, a wallet is like a computer system. It holds data, personal information, and maybe even what you or where you ate at, at a, a pretty much a couple nights ago. So what I would do at this point is return the wallet back to the owner without ever opening it and maybe tell the owner to consider putting the wallet in a pocket where it won't fall, like maybe the front pockets or zip it up, zip it up in a bag. In this case, I'm pretty much doing the same thing for all of you in raising cyber awareness. So how can you prevent yourself from being hacked? Well, I'm going to go back to my last episode because I cannot stress this enough. Avoid suspicious emails scan for malware, and update your malware definitions. Now, to prevent hackers in general, Tom's guide states that you should keep your applications and operating systems updated and patched. If these aren't updated regularly, you won't have the security patches to that, perfect, ugh, that protect you from any vulnerabilities that your systems have. So think back to my last episode again on the ransomware issue. Think of what will happen to your computer if you don't have that update. You'll run the risk of being a victim of that malware. So another good one 
Tom's Guide states is consider using two-factor authentication. That means put that on your emails, social media accounts, or cloud storage, whatever. So what is two-factor authentication? Well, it's that next step when you log in. So it's it's that when you log in to whatever account that you're using and you successfully provide your information into the login screen, you are welcome to another step into the login screen. You'll get a text on your phone prompting you to enter that PIN number into the login screen or your computer, or you can use your thumbprint on your phone. So without that PIN or the thumbprint, you cannot proceed to log in successfully. Also, make changes to your Wi-Fi network configurations as soon as you plug in your new router. Trust me on this. Your Netgear, Linksys, or whatever brand name router that is showing up on the list of Wi-Fi connections, change that. So if I were to think like a hacker and I saw what brand of, what brand, brand of router you were using and whatever factory reset name, username and password you're using, I could go in and maybe get access to all your devices and probably get your printer to print Freddy is number one multiple times. So after your trip from Best Buy, log into your router and set your username and password. Change the network name, set your Wi-Fi password, and your networks and devices will thank you. So these are a few things to keep in mind. And if you would like more suggestions, shoot me an email and I can make sure your devices are safe. All right. So now that I've gone over my question on whether hackers are good or bad, uh, the history of hacking. Uh, so pretty much going over the recap. So we've, go we've gone over uh, what hackers are. Uh, are they good or bad? the history of hacking, the three different types of hackers, white, gray, and the black hats, and where to draw the line in hacking and how to prevent yourself from being a victim of hacking, uh, we can get a better understanding of what a hacker is on what side of the fence they stand on and what they do and whether all of them are good or, good or bad. So to answer the original question, if all hackers are bad in full, that depends. You have to consider what their motive is, what their end game is, and just try to understand their mindset to figure out if they are doing the right thing. You know, with recent news articles headlighting these hackers, or I should say black hats stealing and leaking sensitive information, it ruins what a hacker is supposed to be, which is to figure out how certain things work to help people and just continue to learn how devices operate. In a way, you know, news articles like these do indeed raise uh, cyber awareness themselves because now that, that we know that cybercrime happens, it's up to us users to find out how you know we can make uh, ourselves secure. Now, should we be thanking hackers as well? You know, absolutely. White hat hacking is the reason why we have antiviruses, uh, security measures, and IT policies, firmware updates, or even as far as thanking them for helping technology evolve into what it is now. It's even actually turned into a sport. I have yet to visit a hackathon to see how hackers compete. And if I ever go see one, you'd be the first to hear it. Um, I believe uh, there is going to be a hackathon somewhere in Arizona. I live in the California area, so um, I might go see one in Arizona or uh, maybe in California. I, you know, I'd be, I'd be psyched to see one, actually. Um, what they do... Um, 
I've seen this one YouTube video where they um, there's it's like a team of hackers and I guess they play something like capture the flag and uh, they pretty much code their way through or like hack their way through to uh, gaining these uh, certain flags and try to bring it back to their team um, if I have a YouTube video to share um, I'll be sure to put it in my Spreaker account where this episode is located so um, be sure to check that out and check out other YouTube videos on hackathons they're really great videos and it shows you how fun hacking really is alright so now I know that the that depends answer on my original question is kind of iffy but hacking can come in three different colors so you have the black gray and white and uh, you kind of see where their morality and ethics stand. So I hope that this topic uh, raises uh, cyber awareness and in some level. All right, so uh, that concludes my topic. And I want to cover something very important for next week. It's uh, cyber awareness for children. There was something interesting that happened a couple of weeks ago at my house, and it had something to do with a popular video game, Fortnite. Now, I'm definitely not going to bash that game because I do play that game with my family members. But with games like these drawing kids into the game, I thought I'd share my thoughts on that issue. So, like last time, uh, join me next week on Wednesday, same time at 2 p.m. Pacific, um, 5 p.m. Eastern, or 3 p.m. back in Canada, Mountain Time, for my folks back in Calgary. So be sure to check out other shows on NHEG at newheightseducation.org slash NHEG dash radio dash show. They have amazing topics and I recommend you check those out. So thanks for tuning in and I'll catch everyone next week. Um, now I can wait for some calls actually. <laughs> I still have a couple minutes left. Um, uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, that's all I've covered for hackers. Uh, all right, I'm pretty much gonna end it off right here. So be sure to ch- be sure to tune in next time, and uh, we'll go over some cyber awareness. Um, I actually um actually have some a couple topics topics in mind. Um, so I have cyber awareness for children. I'm thinking about doing IoT, Internet of Things. So what Internet of Things is, is um, it's pretty much uh, your devices. You pretty much own one. You have your phones. You have uh, you, Sometimes you have su- surveillance cameras around your house. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I have a couple IoT devices myself. Uh, we have, you know, the Amazon Alexa. We also have, uh, you know, I, we also have surveillance cameras, a lot of uh, security cameras around the house because uh, back in my old house, we actually had someone break in. Well, not break in. Um, yeah, break into one of our mailboxes and uh, our camera caught something. And thanks to that, we all of, so what happens is that it stores the footage into the cloud storage. And we could just pull it up and show it to to the police. So now the thing with IoT is that it does also raise uh, privacy issues. You know, like I said about hacking, you can actually if that hacker has access to your 
to your uh, what do you call it your networks they do they will have access to whatever devices that you have and uh pretty much just mess around with your devices all right that's it <laughs> i guess i don't have anything else going on so i'll end it right here so i guess i'll see you guys next time uh same time and uh same day thank you for listening We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. On Curiosity Street, Louis B. Mayer, Jack Warner, William Fox. Hollywood was the city of dreams, but the beginnings were a nightmare. You will never work in this town again! It's Titans, the rise of Hollywood. And Merapi, one of the world's most active volcanoes. Can we better predict its next deadly eruption? A new expedition hunts for life-saving answers on exploring the volcano. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.